Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to Kevin's Barbecue Joints Podcast. This one's awesome. This one's a great guy, Cooper Abercrombie. He's from Bar A BBQ in Montgomery, Texas. Right now, he just pop-ups on Saturdays, but very, very soon, they are opening their brick and mortar. So tentatively, they'll be open Tuesday through Saturday. But you're going to love this. You're going to love his background, his story, how he grew his business. It's a very smart one. It's different than a lot of other people. You get to learn about his passion for sausage and sausage making and connecting to a bunch of people in the sausage making world for craft sausage. And then here in his menu is his unique twist on Central Texas style barbecue. His food just looks phenomenal. And he's just a great guy. He's got pits from Backline as well as Mule Skinner. It's a really cool story. I'm really excited for his future and I'm glad to kind of capture this little moment prior to him opening and really expanding in the world so so i can't thank cooper enough for sharing his story sharing his time i know you guys are gonna enjoy this stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint your sausage looks amazing you're friends with tyler right you know i haven't got to meet him like you know in person yet but you know i feel like we're we've met as many times and we're always talking texting or calling each other about different you know ideas i've got like a hit list i guess of guys like between tyler and lane and johnny goldies and there's a couple other guys that i'm i feel like i'm always talking to one of them you know, throughout the day. And, and you're bringing up names of people, and I might keep a little bit of this in because you're bringing up names of people that other people have said, oh, I, I talked to Don, Johnny or I talked to Lane or I talked to Tyler. Like it's, and then Tyler, when I was talking to him, he mentioned you, he mentioned other people like that. He, he has like a tight knit group too of people that he trusts for, you know, for sausage and for ideas and for, you know, assistance. And it, 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 it says a lot about the community, but it also, it's interesting how, Lane's name comes up all the time, all the time. Lane is Lane is like becoming the Godfather. It seems like it uh-huh. seems like everyone's connected to Lane at some point. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's just a testament to how good of a guy. I mean, you know, Lane's super open, has no secrets, and he's he's you know, as long as you're not you know a mean person, Lane's going to help you out with whatever you got. I mean, and that and that's ninety five percent of the barbecue community. If you're I a good agree. you know good person, they're going to help you out. There's not really any secrets. Yeah, definitely. And it, it seems like I, cause I just posted uh, with Haley who um, is, is one third of Barb's uh, Barb's BQ. And then, so I wrote him last night cause we were chatting about something. And then I had just talked to a guy, Zane, he works with uh, Goldie's and he's opening up yeah. Pakistani. Like, and so it's just, and he's just like, and he's like, oh, you should talk to this person. I'm like, yeah, I just contacted. <laughs> so, so it's so funny. Like, no, that sausage Zane's been putting out looks incredible. So I, I'm excited to see what he does. Definitely. His idea, his concept is great because you're not uh, most of us are not familiar with pakistani flavors and spices and food because you know we start, that's just not something that i i'm in los angeles and I, I couldn't even tell you where a pakistani restaurant was like he mentions a lot of things I, I wasn't familiar with it's it's awesome i think that's so great about barbecue because of what it's doing and people are bringing their background and definitely so what's what's your background where were you born so i'm actually born and raised in montgomery texas which is about an hour-ish, depending on how fast you drive in traffic, northwest of Houston. Okay. My dad was a uh, – he's a high school football coach. He's been a coach for 33 years now in the state of Texas. I think my granddad did 50 years between Oklahoma and Texas at the high school level. Wow. Um, so I'm the son and grandson of high school football coaches and uh, born and raised here in Montgomery. And then about high – my dad took a, a job in kind of closer to Houston when I got to high school. We moved over to the – closer to the Houston area. And then, you know, went to college and I played football at Texas A&M Commerce, a small little school out in East Texas. And, you know, I met my wife through my college quarterback, married her older sister. <laughs> so we became brother-in-laws. You know, we were teammates and we became brother-in-laws uh, later down the road. 
um, I met my wife at their wedding. She was the maid of honor and I was the one of the groomsmen. That is so cool. That is, oh, that's awesome. That is, that's a cool thing. And you guys are all still like close, obviously. Yeah, no, we still all, you know, we, me and my buddy still chat, like my brother-in-law now, but yeah, we still chat all the time. So no, we're, uh, you know, and, and all of our family lives in Texas. So we get together four or five times a year, you know, everybody. So it's a good time. What did you play? I was a center and a deep snapper. Yeah, I was, I'm not a very big guy. I mean, I'm right about 5'11 and, uh, you know, college football, I was, I learned really quickly the NFL was not in my future with my, uh, my physical limitations. After my junior year, I, uh, I, I quit, got into uh, staining fences and decks, believe it or not, mm-hmm. kind of in the Dallas area. Went from that to, I became a manufacturer's rep for one of the stain lines that I was using a lot. So I uh, got into kind of outside sales in that career, and I'm still in that currently. But I uh, got to travel a lot, you know, go to Canada and Mexico and all over the U.S. And um, it was great when me, it was just me and my wife and there weren't any kids because, you know, my company was fortunate they let her travel with me. So oh, that's nice. We got to see a lot of the country together. And uh, then when number one came along, you're we like, all right, it's time to not be on the road, you know, 20 days a month. We uh, moved back to Texas, kind of settled down in the Northwest area, and then finally moved back to Montgomery about two years ago. I wanted to ask, because I've always been curious as a, as a center, what's the pressure like as a center, because you have to, like, and I've tried to explain to other people because people have, you know, I'm just, it's that, like, like girls that I've dated that were watching football. You can say we're we're the smartest guys on the team at all points. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was what I was, uh, that's exactly what I was getting at. No, it's a pressure pack thing because as soon as you snap the ball, you have to be ready for a guy to come right at you. Yeah. There's, there's a lot involved in that. And you're also, Uh, are you calling out like kind of where guys are? Yeah. You know, and, and people think, you know, it's as simple as just, Oh, you know, they might be just calling, you know, who's the Mike linebacker. It's like, well, that's like a very like minimalistic, you know, level. I mean, we have to call out the front who the mic is. We have to identify who the free safety is. If there's any guys coming off the edge and we're all communicating to five guys trying to do that within four or five seconds before we snap the ball as well as trying to handle a grown man in front of you and move him from point A to point B. So yeah, exactly. No, it's a, uh, it's, it, you gotta be pretty intelligent to play offensive line in my opinion, but I've been offensive line my whole life. So well, I agree. other no, people may disagree. I just think it's something that people don't talk about much and they just assume like the guy's snapping it and then he's ready to go. Like, but it's, you, there's a lot of things that are going through your mind and it's not something like, it's just, it's not just like routine. It's something you're, you know, no, I mean, we, you know, in college, uh, we had to sit in the same meetings that the quarterbacks did. You know, we sense. had to we had to know what everybody, all other ten positions were doing every single play because we had to understand the concept and kind of what we were trying to. You know, so mm-hmm. if the defense did something during the middle of the series, you know, I could identify as hey, this is what they're trying to do. We need to adjust our calls this way for the next couple plays or whatever we're doing. So now there's a lot involved. You know, you get to college, it's a it's a it's like having a full time job again. I mean, you know, it's. It's not just, you know, you have to really, really love football to play college football. I tell people that, you know, I talk to kids all the time. It's my dad's still a coach. And I'm like, man, yeah. if there's any doubt in your mind that you, you really don't like doing this, I, I wouldn't do it, man. Because it's, it's no, and those <laughs> college coaches are really great on the recruiting trip. They think you're the best. You get on, once you're on campus, man, it's a wholly different person. So that's interesting. Thank you for that. Because even though this isn't 
football talk. I, a lot of the guys who listen, a lot of girls, they they're interested in football. So it's it's something that, and they don't get a lot of like. I like to get a little insight into things that I'm not familiar with. And then, what's Montgomery like? The city of Montgomery, I believe the population is only like four or five hundred people, but it's kind of becoming like north and northwest Houston. Like everyone's moving out of Houston out towards exactly. this direction. It's a, I believe it's the fifth fastest growing county in the state currently. I know they have three 10,000 home communities planned to be open in the next two years. I mean, they are throwing up houses everywhere you can see them right now. You know, like I said, I I was, these are my greatest memories as a kid is Montgomery. So um, I remember, you know, when we didn't have a, when we finally got a Brookshire Brothers in town, we were like, man, we don't have to drive to Houston for groceries anymore. This is awesome. Like. This is big time now. You know, now we have a Starbucks in town and a Chipotle and we're getting a Lupe tortilla. So we're getting all these big places coming in now. So that's great. That's what that that's interesting. So so small town, <clears throat> super small town. It yeah, you, especially growing. downtown, like where the you know, where the restaurant's going to be, it's it's very much kind of that old Texas small town feel, but that's you've neat. got a lot of the big city amenities very, very close by. Wow. You know, we have the largest man made lake five minutes from us in Lake Conroe. Huh. Um, so we get a lot of weekend tourists for the lake and, and downtown Montgomery itself is a big antique town. So we get a lot of antique people come in on the weekends. That's cool. That's all that. And that's, yeah. and then especially now with like 20,000 homes or whatever, like this, tons of homes. Yeah, it's it's going to get hectic pretty quick here. Yeah, exactly. It's changing. Yeah, like if someone wants to come and see it before it really explodes, they should come pretty quick. What are you guys doing? Barbecues? with the teams and stuff? Was that something that you guys would have people over or how, how did, how did barbecue get into your life? Our first, I guess when we bought our first house as a couple, I bought a little, I think it was a little like the small, small trigger. But I was like, Oh, I got a house now. I got to have a smoker. Yeah. And, uh, went by this small trigger and, um, you know, tried to cook a brisket and just, you know, like everybody else, it was terrible. Yeah. And then from there, you know, I don't handle being bad at things very well. So like, if, if I'm bad at it, I'm going to be obsessed with it to figure out how to get better at it. So, you know, just went down the YouTube rabbit hole with, you know, the, the, what's it, the barbecue, right guy, the Riles guy, and then oh, yeah. meat church and anything I can get my hands on was reading how to do it. Once I got to where it was like fairly okay, we started, I started taking stuff up to the coaches for at the school Sunday, because Sunday is always film review day. So I would go feed the high school coaches that because my wife's a high school teacher and coach. She does oh. girls basketball. And uh, so I would go up and feed all the coaches at the school every Sunday. And then, you know, eventually they're like, oh, this is pretty good. So like, I was like, all right, well, let's try and sell some of it. So we would sell like half pound freezer packed portions of meat to the teachers in the school. Really? I'd open That's up smart. ordering like Monday and then I'd deliver it to them Friday or whatever. And, you know, I found a lot of the single teachers like really loved it because they could, you know, buy four or five different packs and then reheat it throughout the week for the kids so it was smart it just kind of went from there to hey let's do this pop-up thing this pop-up thing seems kind of cool let's find a bar around here we did that for about a year and a half moved to montgomery we did the montgomery pop-up for about a year and a half the different spots around here and then we got a trailer about six months ago and uh, now we're going into a brick and mortar so where do you get this kind of just i bought it actually from a it was an ice cream trailer in Amarillo, Texas. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's like an old vintage camper. You know, it, it was really cool. That's right. Um, and I got the idea of a vintage camper actually from, uh, 
Andrew up there at Hill Barbecue. Yeah, I was going to say Hill. It. Yeah, Hill is a like, cool one. Yeah. Man, that's so cool. I got to find something like that. I was actually going to buy Andrew's gold trailer from him and like just the timing didn't work out with it. No, we drove up and got that trailer from a guy in Amarillo and uh, the poor guy was like, man, I hate to give it away, but you know, I've got two kids now and we just found out we're having triplets like two days ago. So they were like, <laughs> we're going to have no, no time to do this anymore. Zero time. So, uh, I'll be like, well, we'll put it to good use. It's a small trailer, but it's been really, really good for us. Did, were you going to other barbecue places like in Houston? Like, were you kind of seeing what was out there or did you just wing it? Like, this is it's interesting. My like earliest memories of barbecue were like Spring Creek and uh, Rudy's. And um, there were some smaller places. I went from that to, I was watching an Astros game one day and they did a little, um, segment where this barbecue guy brought up a sliced brisket sandwich on um donuts was the buns and it was brett's over in katie they were like brett's i don't know how they do it but like they got in like with the astros really tight so they do a lot of stuff with the astros and uh-huh. i was like man we got to go try that place that looks awesome when i had that first bite of brett's brisket i was like all right this is this is way different than Rudy's or Spring Creek. Like, this is really cool. And then um, I went from Brett's to Tejas and got addicted to that Chili Riano sausage over there with those guys. Yeah. And uh, from then on, it was hook, line, sinker, man. I'm in. So anywhere we can find good barbecue, let's go. So then you must have upgraded your pit too. Yeah, I went from I went from a Traeger to I think I had someone at one point. I bought like a barrel smoker. I don't remember when that point, but at some point we went to a barrel smoker because I thought, oh, we got to have wood. We can't do this pellet thing. Yeah. And uh, from there, I had a I had a guy out of <sighs> Kaufman, Texas, build me a like Aaron Franklin clone looking backyard pit, and it was a good pit. And then right, right about that time, I think when I started selling to the teachers, so it got to the point where we were selling so much we needed to upgrade. So I went to like. I had someone at a Tyler build me this like junker of a pit on a trailer that was bigger. And that was about the only thing positive of it is it was more capacity, but it was, uh, it was not the best design or build from that. And then I got hooked up with Ryan at backline. I was listening to, I don't remember what, it was some other podcast and I, I, they did an episode on him and I was like, well, let me hit the guy up. I got 120 gallon, you know, smoker from him little backyard thing and then yeah, Ryan's great. about a year and a half down the road i had him build me a 500 gallon which we have now okay um on the trailer that's texas red the red and white one now we're about to have a thousand gallon delivered from mule skinner um uh-huh. dustin so he's bringing that down next week and we're going to get that uh, enclosed to the pit room at the restaurant so is that the hat you're wearing Yes, yeah, that's the Mule Skinner Because I knew I recognized it somehow. Okay, you're Mule Skinner. Okay, yeah, you're getting that pretty soon. So then talk about what, you, what you're what you offering, what days you're open now, and then let's talk about the brick and mortar because that was the timing is kind of perfect. That yeah, it's really good timing. So currently we're just Saturday only. The trailer, if the health department's listening, it moves every three days. If yes. they're not listening, it doesn't ever move. It stays there where this where the, we're at. It's right next to a really, really cool coffee trailer. And there's like a women's floral boutique next door to us. And uh, it's a really, really pretty, you know, it's got big oak trees shading everything. It's a really, really great, great spot. But it's there Saturday. We're from nine o'clock until sold out, which we're normally done about 1231 o'clock. Okay. 
Um, but we do a lot of like we do we make our homemade kolaches, we do breakfast tacos, we do um, biscuits and gravy, we do some breakfast items, and then we have the coffee chain at store that helps kind of pair with that. And then you know your just traditional Texas menu. Can you do pre-order or people? Yeah, we have we we do put out pre-orders now. We are gonna we're, we're we want to make that a bigger focus going forward. So we're currently having a website built where. Okay. The pre-order system will be a lot more advanced than just "Hey, text me whatever you want." Okay, so that's the, we'll that's get what it the pre-orders right now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so it'll be a lot better going forward. But well, uh, right once, now, once you get once hey, you get that live, let me know so I can help you promote that. Yeah, absolutely, that'd be great. When did you start doing scratch-made sausage? Believe it or not, my so my granddad always made sausage growing up, but it's not anything like the sausage deal that you get now. You know, it was. Looking back on it now, it was, you know, way too much fat in there and not stuff very tight and not popping air bubbles and stuff like that. So I kind of got started, I guess, with him. I kind of understood that, hey, we grind it and we case it. It was about my understanding of it. Yeah. And then um, kind of just seeing the stuff that, you know, Goldie's is putting out, Lane, and then stumbling across Tyler's page and kind of watching what he does. And uh, there's so many, you know. And then Tejas, obviously, that Chiliriano just, oh, yeah, that. you know, blows your mind. And uh, I realized, like, all right, I got to really figure this out. So, um, and I was lucky too, you know, James at Nomad Barbecue, which they're opening up a spot in Conroe, which is about 15 minutes east of oh, us. Oh, very cool. Yeah, James is awesome. Yeah, super good guy. Uh, he was, uh, I mean, he was honestly the guy that kind of got me hooked up with everybody. You know, I, James was, James introduced me to Mike at Reveille and then, Wade at Mimsy's and, oh, wow. you know, Russell over there at Regal's and it just, it's kind of weird how you meet one guy and they interest you and then all of a sudden, you know, everybody, it feels like. Well, they could tell you're a cool guy and you were interested and passionate. Yeah. Once James messed up, once he gave me his cell number, because I pretty much hounded him like nonstop about everything. Yeah. So. I'm sure people he probably up regrets too. the same now, thing with me. But yeah. no, <laughs> but no yeah, James yeah. is a super good guy and I'm in, really excited for so creative, such there. a creative mind. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's way more chefy than I could ever be. Passion goes a long way. But what was the first sausage you were making? Was it just like a, a regular sausage or was it a The first one I made or? was just I love cheese. So I just threw I threw as much cheese as I could into the first link I made. And then I had to un, you know tone it back Dial considerably because it was mainly cheese and with a little bit of sausage. But no, we we went from that. I was always I'm a big garlic guy, so I just did a lot of garlic and cheese and thought, hey, this can't be too bad. And then just kind of learned to where the medium is on what's too much and what's not enough. I haven't really gotten too too crazy from that. I kind of just kind of tried to hone that in and make that better. And then we have just a traditional. It's not really a hot link, I guess, but it's just garlic and black a lot of black pepper. And okay. no cheese. So it's the same recipe. It's just one has cheese and one doesn't have cheese. Do you offer those both on Saturdays? Yeah, we have those available every Saturday. And then we try and bring in like a special, you know, like every other week. We'll try and do something like we're working on a, <clears throat> we'll probably do it next week. We're going to do a blue cheese and caramel. It's, it's all beef, blue cheese, caramelized onions, and A1 steak sauce. So kind of like a steak and a, steak and a sausage yeah. link. Yeah. So. That's right. We'll uh, we'll bring that one out I think next weekend and then at the restaurant I want to have I want to have three to four like mainstay sausages and it's kind of a it's kind of gimmicky and kind of goofy but uh, like our cheesy sausage we call it the cheesy Texan and then our beefy sausage 
Uh, we just call that the beefy Texan. But I want to have a West Texan, which is has green chilies, working on that one. And then I want to have a South Texan, which we're going to do a Spanish rice boudin for that with barbacoa. Nice. So we'll have four mainstays. And then I want to do like a monthly special or bi-weekly special or we'll do something kind of cool and creative. That's not corny. That's fun. That's cool. That's I like that. I, it's that gets it's the same kind of name that you're utilizing but it's cool i think that's and at least it put something in the back of their mind like okay that's the reasoning for why you're doing that so what's what's the deal like when did word how did you find your place how far off is it and what kind of days of the week because you know are you gonna still kind we of got try to really lucky like we were not looking for a restaurant when it happened a gentleman in town um approached us and i know him just from growing up around here he, uh, he owns about half the downtown Montgomery. He's just been here forever and buys real estate every chance he gets. He'd been out to a couple of our Saturday services and um, was like, hey, I'm buying this place. I'd like you guys to take it over. Let's have a lunch. Wow. So we met with him about six months ago and it just he kind of made it really, really hard to, to say no. He's doing a lot of things that a lot of other you know owners would not do for us. So we decided to go ahead and do it. Let's, you know, make the, you know, I've been kind of transitioning to step away from my career for mm-hmm. about the last year or so. So it's kind of just, it's sped it up a little bit more than I wanted it to be, but yeah. we're going to go ahead and do it and, you know, it'll, it'll work out. So where is it? Is it, so it's in downtown. Yeah. So now we're going to be in actual downtown Montgomery. So like where we're at now is great, but it's, it's kind of off of that County road and, mm-hmm. You know, the speed limit is 75 and we don't really have any road visibility or signage. So you kind of have to know we're there to know, you know, to come out and yeah. see us. We're going from that to right in the heart of downtown with like 38,000 cars passing a day by or something, you know, some crazy traffic report number. It'll be a lot more visible. And so is it, uh, will it be counter service? Is it going to be set up? Like, like how, how's it going to be set up? To most people that don't know barbecue, I say Luby style. We're going to do it all in front of you. But barbecue guys, we're going Goldie style. It's gonna, I mean, I've, I've told Lane guys, I'm pretty much copying exactly y'all's layout. So like, I'm sure he doesn't like. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be, you know, walk up, meat cutter, sides, you know, uh, pickles, onions, all that stuff. And then we'll hand you the platter and all that. We, we have enough room inside for about 35, 40 people. It's a smaller building, but it's on a half acre property. So we have a ton of outdoor seating. So there'll be outdoor but, and indoor seating. Yeah. I think we're going to have something like 35 picking tables outside so there'll be a ton of space outside is it covered outside or so no there won't be any covered area we do have so the building itself is 1500 square feet and then we have a 1400 square foot like metal shop behind it that was used for storage but half of it is not walled in so we're going to put the smoker there that'll be the smoke out so it'll be super visible right in the middle of everything so you'll be able to see the meat being put on taken off working the fires stuff like that so It'll be really, really Does cool. it have a walk-in and stuff? Like, I, you, do you have a... Yeah, it actually does. So it, it was a restaurant. It's been several, like, sandwich shop kind of concepts. Okay. Nothing's really stuck, but it's always had really odd hours, like three days a week from 11 to 2 or something like that. So not really sure how anyone made it work. But, yeah, see, that's hard. Yeah, when you like, you drive up, sometimes it's open. Yeah, there's places like that, too, which is weird, yeah. But it's got a big walk-in, and then we've got a bunch of commercial fridges we've kind of gathered over the years. Now it's going to be a really good spot. We're going to be Tuesday through Saturday. Okay. New spot. We are going to do coffee as well. Cool. Um, I've brought on 
Jacob Lloyd as our general manager. He was the GM at Tejas for the last seven years. Ah, that's why the name's um, familiar. Okay. Yeah, he uh, he stepped away a couple months ago. And just for the record, I didn't go ask him. He just he called me one day. It was kind of a weird timing deal. Like my company was like, "Hey, you need to kind of make a decision on what you want to do. Like, do you want to grow with us or grow this barbecue?" And uh, like two days later, Jacob's like, "Hey, I'm just giving you a call, man. I'm just I'm not at Teos anymore. Um, just kind of needed to change the pace and everything." And I'm like, "Well, Jacob, let's go have lunch, man, because I got some stuff to tell you." Took about two minutes of a conversation. He was like, "Yep, no, I'm in, nice. man. Let's do this." And, that doesn't uh, hurt to have someone like that. Yeah, no, you know, he he kind of saw Tejas go from you know before the top fifty and after the top fifty, yeah. and so he's he's been there, done that, seen it. He did coffee for a lot of years before Tejas, so oh, we're gonna make coffee a big component of what we do. I love that. You know, my my favorite spot in the state, as far as like the atmosphere, is Miller's, and it's not even close. Like that, no, that popped in my mind the minute you said coffee. Yes, you go in there at whatever nine o'clock. And you get all the coffee smells and the bakery smells, and then it's like at ten fifty-five, the whole sense it goes from coffee and bakery to barbecue, and it's like the whole just the smells change. It's so magical, and uh, it's it's a, such a beautiful building. I love Belton. My wife went to school at Mary Harden Baylor right there, so she uh. you know remembers Miller's when it was not in that big nice beautiful yeah. building. We want to kind of recreate the Miller's concept with breakfast and barbecue and coffee and. Um, that's that's kind of our game plan out there. So that you know, long answer. Tuesday, no, this through is Saturday, a great answer. Tuesday through Tuesday, Wednesday will be breakfast only. And I say breakfast, it'll be six AM to eleven. And then um Wednesday, thir- or Thursday, Friday, Saturday will be breakfast and lunch and dinner. So we'll go six AM to four PM is the goal every day. And it'll be those two days, uh the Tuesday, Wednesday will be kind of like the breakfast that you're serving right now, right? Yeah, so we're gonna expand the breakfast menu quite a bit. We're going to, you know, we, we do the we do the kolaches, and or I guess you know for those around Texas, it's klobishnecks. You can't say kolache if it's not filled with, you know, fruit or whatever, not sweet. So, uh, no, we uh we're gonna do probably four or five different variations of that daily. Cool. Um, we'll have homemade breakfast tacos. We're gonna make our own tortillas. We do all of our biscuits in house. By our, you know, we do buttermilk biscuits. Oh. We actually make you know we make our own gravy and we use tallow as our kind of base for the gravy. So we incorporate some of the tallow in there. And our biscuits and gravy instead of sausage, we do chopped beef in it. Oh. So it's a big biscuit, chopped beef, and then covered in gravy so it's a really really oh, kind of that's, that's so hearty you know breakfast meal yeah, stick to so, your ribs yeah that sounds so good yeah so we're gonna keep the trailer out there the trailer will open at six every morning for like grab and go because there's two high schools half a mile down the road Smart. Where location is we're gonna try and catch the teachers and kids going to school and then the building will open up at seven so you'll be able to come in and actually get like a you know nicely plated breakfast and coffee in the building at seven and then the trailer would just be you know already prepackaged ready to go grab it get out of there kind of thing. will the trailer then shut down when you're not when you guys are opening the like is that how you i wonder yeah we're gonna kind of treat it like it's our drive-through almost like oh. so any pre-orders we picked up at the trailer it's kind of the initial game plan cool just so we're not having people because it's it's not a huge space inside so you know i want to kind of keep the line as the main point inside and then pre-orders can hey it's in the trailer just tell them your name you get it from there Wow, this is exciting. How are you feeling? Uh scared out of my mind, but yeah. uh super excited. You know, I'm 
I've told everyone like I'm 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 nervous, I'm scared, but it's, there's like a sense of calm about it. Like I I feel like I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, embrace that feeling. Like that's a feeling. Like I always try to like if I'm nervous about something or worried about something, I try to like, accept it and embrace it because you know you can't get rid of it. It's just, but it also it it makes you hungry for you know work to work hard and make sure it works. And that's I, I think this concept is is genius and it's it's perfect. And and you're you're pulling things from places that you love and places that work and places that make sense. And you have, a, you have a great group of people around you that are supporting you and will help you. It's, it's, you're doing all the right things. It's a, it's, I'm really excited. Gosh, you consider yourself East Texas or do you consider yourself more Houston or like, or how do people. We're kind of in that, like we get lumped in with Houston a lot. Okay. And like, if you're from Montgomery, like we're not like, the biggest Houston fans so I wouldn't say like we're Houstonians or whatever but it's 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 quickly becoming that way with the people moving out this way like it's becoming just a you know another north part of Houston now so is there a Montgomery pride that people have kind of there's definitely that there's there's a lot of small town politics it's 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 got all the small Texas town yeah you know, character and stuff that comes, you know, some of the not so great stuff and some of the good stuff that comes along with that. It's just with part that, of the yeah. game. So I'm fortunate though. My dad's been a high school coach in this area for 20 years. So he's raised half the people that are 35 <laughs> and under yeah, this yeah. town. So he shaped him. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, we can't go anywhere in town with him without him having to get stopped by someone that, you know, he coached or taught or something. So he'll be there a lot. You know, he's, he's still going to teach and coach and everything. And I'm in dancer. I'm stepping away. I'll be doing this full-time yeah um when we get into the, the, the restaurant but uh no my dad helps every saturday with us currently and oh, uh, that's he's actually great. he does our sides and he kind of hands everything to people at the window and it's okay. great because everyone knows him and they recognize him and you know he's a really good conversationist that's so great what so how far off do you think you are from opening not not at, not far off at all so i will uh we're moving the trailer to the site not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Wow. And we're going to go three days a week in the trailer while they're finishing the inside of the building, which we'll, we've been told will only take about two and a half, three weeks. So we're kind of thinking late February, okay. early first half March in the building. Wow. This is perfect. This is good. I'm glad we're getting this out too sooner. So that way people can uh, know about it. And that's so how, what, what's the best way? Like, are you close to, I'm trying to my mind how like what are you close to also like if you're are you close to crockett like so you... if you know where if people know where tejas is in tomball mm -hmm. we are 20 minutes from tejas perfect we are 30 ish 30 40 minutes kind of north uh northwest of uh corkscrew over there in spring spring okay we're about 30 35 minutes southeast of truth the brenham location okay so um and that helps us out too you know being open earlier on saturdays we're kind of that perfect little hey you can hit us first and then go hit chaos <laughs> or corkscrew or go out to brenham and hit truth or whatever you want to do on your little barbecue trail um you know we're not far off of old 290 so people can hit us and hit 290 and get to austin you know i'm two hours from austin from where we're okay. at here two hours from austin um, that's nothing no we're not it's not bad at all two hours from austin three and a half ish from the Dallas area. Okay. So now we're in a really good spot. And I'm going to put, I'll put a map too. I'll put, I'll screenshot a map so people can 
know where you guys are located because you know it's not as familiar a town as, as most people so as most people would know so that's that's awesome this is and so how did you get the name too so uh bar a is my brother raises cattle down in alvin texas and it's bar a show cattle uh is his business down there so we just kind of took you know didn't even ask i just said hey i'm still in this so it's gonna be bar a so he was he, fortunately he was cool with it so do people just call I you think guys he's bar gonna a end up or? coming on board with us at some point so i'm kind of well, i'm cool. kind of getting him to come on and, and try him so we'll see are do people call you bar a or bar a BBQ we or? i have heard every different variant it's you know Bar-a? it's it's said just like it's you know spelled bar yeah. a bbq but it's yeah i get bada they'll, they'll put like a spanish player on spanish, it, bada, yes. or uh you know you, you hear everything yeah. okay well that's I'll, I'll put links to all your all your stuff below so that's so this is so tuesday through saturday is yeah that's what you're playing right now and then all the social media and then i'm trying to think of if there's anything else obviously catering is an option it's something that the catering is always something that people like to do yeah absolutely Excellent. Well, this is cool. This is really, really exciting. I appreciate you taking the time. I'm glad we can kind of squeeze it in amongst everything. So you keep a lot you. of guys, you keep a lot of guys awake in the pit room. I can tell you that. So awesome. it's greatly appreciated. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you. I appreciate that. That, you know, Thanks, buddy. You, you made my weekend. I appreciate that. Take care. Take care. All right. Bye.